He's the most connected man in Washington. WSB's Jamie Dupree. He's on every day with Herman Cain. 1106 AM every day. Sponsored by Charter Communications on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. We are Do you have any belief that you stand a chance to win this nomination, let alone the presidency? Most of the people that are in elective office in Washington, D.C. have held public office before. How's that working for you? Herman Cain, Solutions for a Better America. This is your host, Herman Cain. Thank you for joining us because we're going to tell you the truth. We're going to give you the facts because we want you to be informed and inspired. Breaking news. Breaking news. Every day with Herman Cain and the most connected man in Washington, Jamie Dupree. Welcome back, Jamie. Hey, Herman, how you doing, buddy? Good. How did you enjoy um, Panama Beach? I didn't go to Panama oh, City, oh. but I was uh, over in the far northeast of uh, Florida in Fernandina Beach, uh, over at the top of I-95, the oh, first okay. exit in the state of Florida. Now I'm at the bottom of I-95 down in Miami for the Marco Rubio announcement today. So I managed to uh, span both ends of Interstate 95 here in the Sunshine State. I was just listening to you, in fact, on your yeah. affiliate down here in Miami, 850 WFTL, as I was driving over here. Good. Uh, should be an interesting day, obviously, and everything got spiced up down here in South Florida by the, I mean, we all expected it sooner or later, but didn't know when Hillary Clinton would actually get into the race. She made right. that announcement yesterday with a simple tweet and an internet video. Rubio, uh, the uh, for those who are not that familiar with him, first-term Republican in the Senate, along with Ted Cruz and Rand Paul, uh, will join them, is expected to later today in the presidential race. Do we know what time? Uh, it, the program begins at about 5.30, and okay. Rubio is expected to speak right about 6 o'clock. He's trying right. to time it, uh, I think, to get on the networks right at 6 p.m. this evening. What I'd look for him to talk about, you know, look, this is a chance, just like it was for Ted Cruz and for Rand Paul last week, to introduce themselves to the voters. You always think that senators, everybody knows them, but in a lot of cases, you look at the polling data, and you can see that people don't know that much about some of these candidates. So right. it's a chance to introduce yourself. Uh, I would think you look for jabs at the current administration on foreign policy, on economic issues. You know, look, uh, just, just looking at Rubio, you sense a generational difference. I mean, he's going to be 44 next month, and when you compare that against Hillary Clinton, News 67. You know, that's a that's what we call a generational difference. Yeah. And Ted Cruz and Rand Paul offer that same kind of generational difference. And I think the Republicans are more than happy to juxtapose that sort of that sense of their young guns against Hillary Clinton in talking about the future and where they want to take the country. Right. Well, the the timing. I don't know whether Rubio had mentioned that he was going to be announcing on this date over yep. a week ago. So you can look at it. Maybe the Hillary Clinton people decided they wanted right. to bigfoot him for some reason, or yep. they just decided who cares what they're doing on the Republican side. We're going to do it anyway. I mean, yeah, Rubio probably suffered a little this morning in that there was an awful lot of talk about uh, Hillary Clinton, and, you know, on the morning TV shows and the morning radio programs. But you know what? He's still going to get uh, some of the focus today, and she'll be in Iowa doing events tomorrow. And certainly that might take a little away from him. But I think in the the whole grand scheme of things, it's it's not going to ruin his announcement or anything like that. I wonder today, Herman, what do you think? Do you think he should mention her by name at all in his no. speech today? Nope. Nope. Okay. How come? No. Here's why. In advertising, uh, the more you mention your opponent, you're using up time when you could be talking about yourself and your own policy. So I wouldn't. 
Uh, the other yep. thing, the other thing is, the media is making a big deal out of her announcement, even though it was on, you know, social media and all of that. And I just don't think that uh, it would be worth it to him if he focuses on his story, which is compelling. If he yep. focuses on his vision for America, but more importantly, I want to hear more from some of the candidates about how you're going to get this done, because everybody's going to have, uh, at least so far. All of the Republicans have a vision that they've stated. Hillary hasn't stated a vision other than she wants to be champion for the people. Well, no, and I, I do think that you remember the old uh, question from, uh, was it Roger Mudd, I think, that tripped up Ted Kennedy many years ago in 1980, yeah. which was the basic, why do you want to be president of the United States? And, you know, sometimes I think that these people who run for that office get more swept up in what they want to do as for the running, rather than explaining why right. they want to run. I mean, look, anybody can come up with a few good lines and a theme, uh, you know, a, a motto or something like that, a one-liner, but backing that up with details is yes. a much different thing. Much and different. certainly we know that Hillary Clinton has wanted to make this run. She did it eight years ago, obviously, and it didn't work out that well. But has she explained what she wants to do? I, I do think that the, the media is waiting to see some of that and, and see how she how she uh, conducts herself in some of these early sit-downs. She's, she's driving, or she's being driven out Interstate 80 right now to Iowa. They decided to go out that way and created a little social media buzz last night. And then she'll have a few events tomorrow in Iowa on Tuesday. But they're not going to be wide-open events. They're going to be regulated events, and I'm sure a lot of people will be hand-picked as, you know, look, uh, they don't want to have a start out there that gets marred by something going wrong. What's the, what I find interesting even the liberal mayor, Bill de Blasio, says, well, he wants to see what her vision is. Now, she's been out there for eight years when she and was many first lady and many before. And even he doesn't know what her vision is. And she hasn't articulated it at any point. She's always tried to pander to women's problems, children's problems and things of this nature. But even he is saying, uh, you know, what's what's your vision? And I think that that's what people want to know. But I'm going one step further, like you said. How are you going to get this done? Because we know the traps and we know the barriers that they're going to have to face. Yeah, we know what the basics of what both parties want to do. I mean, I think we can pretty much figure that out. But how you get there is an entirely different situation. I mean, I think if we look back on you four years ago, what was probably your biggest line that attracted people was not just saying you wanted to change how things work. It was your 999 plan. And, you know, while that attracted some, uh, some people liked it and some people didn't, it was something that explained in detail what you wanted to do. Right. Uh, Rubio has taken a lot of time. I'll give Marco Rubio props on this. He has taken a lot of time in recent months to set out his ideas and to come out with different proposals and more. But you and I know there's a whole, whole host of things that you can get into in the coming months. And, you know, one of the things that's hanging over Marco Rubio today more than anything, I think, is uh, that he certainly does not own Florida and he doesn't own South Florida. With Jeb Bush, the former Florida governor, seemingly ready to get in this race as well, their networks overlap. It's not going to be as easy for Rubio to get a lot of the money that maybe he could if Jeb Bush was not in the race. But, you know, the, the Rubio thing that, that I think that people need to remember is what happened six years ago when he wanted to run for Senate. And there were a lot of people here in Florida that looked at him and said, you know what? 
you need to go find something else to do. You, yeah. you need to go run for attorney general or run for another office because you haven't uh, paid your dues enough to run for Senate. And Rubio basically looked at everybody and said, no, 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 I'm doing it. I'm, I'm moving up the chain. And he won that race. And so I, I just sort of filed that away, Herman. I'm not saying that Rubio's going to win, uh, but he he's sort of the same kind of, you know, people looking at him and thinking, well, you're only 43. Don't you think you ought to serve a little more time in the Senate? Before you think about running for president, he's decided he's all in in 2016. Well, I'm I'm with him in terms of I don't buy this. You got to work your way up. You got to pay some dues and all of that. That's what's wrong with politics in a lot of instances. And by the time you do get a shot at it, you become groomed and jaded to be just like everybody else, noncommittal, not aggressive, not bold, and things of this nature. So I'm with him. The other thing that someone brought up. Uh, earlier in the show was, well, tell me what um, experience, tell me what experience and how long they've been in the politics. I don't think that that is a factor, but Barack Obama didn't have a lot of political experience. Yes, he got elected United States Senator. Se Senator. Now, if you want to use that as a criteria, in my humble opinion, he's not doing too well in terms of his policies and his, his, his legacy and this sort of thing. So the media is going to look at Anything that they think can be a distinguishing characteristic, yep. either positive or negative, relative to those candidates, and I'm going to be following some of these. Look, uh, Rubio obviously ran afoul of uh, many in his own party on the immigration issue a few years ago. Uh, I think there's still going to be some people who are going to look at him a bit uh, uh, cross-eyed on that, even though he's backed up a little. Jeb Bush is sort of in the same situation when it comes to that issue. And what I'm going to be interested in watching Rubio and the others is how do they attempt to set themselves apart from their fellow Republicans without going down the road of really bitter attacks against each other? You know, that there's a very fine line there, Herman, between just sort of uh, showing how you're different and actually taking some jabs at fellow Republicans and violating that, uh, that uh, extra commandment from Ronald Reagan on the Republican Party side. So that that to me will be a test as well because uh, again the clock is ticking it may not seem that way everybody says oh this is very early but there's only so many hours and so many days between now and when the first votes are going to be cast in Iowa and every day you waste some of that or you don't take advantage of that is time you don't get back and so now as we move into this how many days are these guys and and women how many days are they actually on the road in New Hampshire and in Iowa and in South Carolina and more. The other thing that makes life a bit more complicated for people like Rand Paul, Ted Cruz, and Marco Rubio, and maybe Lindsey Graham too, if he runs, is they got your, your day job as senators. And and Rubio has missed a lot of time so far this year. He missed a full week at the beginning of the year when he went on his book tour. He missed some other time. So he's even behind some of the others in terms of missing votes this year. Yep, you're absolutely right. And we'll we'll have to see how it unfolds. What about Obama and Raul Castro? What is it what is the administration trying to achieve here, if anything? Well, I think for one, what uh what President Obama wants to do is sort of change the dynamic. That's why he's tried to establish normal relations with Cuba. Uh, you know, I, I look at this issue. He met with Castro with Raul Castro this weekend. And, the, you know, while it's a that's a big story, it was sort of, uh, you know, just sort of washed over and went into a vacuum. Thirty years ago, I think it would have been a huge kind of deal. 
But now you look at it, and while there is down here in South Florida, obviously, a lot of people who object bitterly to what the president's doing, most of America, it doesn't seem to be that big of a story. Yeah. Uh, you know, it uh, certainly aggravates Republicans. But remember, there's a lot of Republicans in the ag community and in the Chamber of Commerce that would like to see more uh, better ties with uh, Castro and with the Cuban regime. I don't know if they're the ones who are ready for it, though, Herman. That's To me, it's sort of like dealing with Iran. They may yep. talk and act like they want to do something, but actually changing their ways might be a little more difficult for this administration to achieve. I don't remember the specific comments, but uh, it was either Raul or Fidel who made some comments to the effect, um, we're not going to change anything that we've been doing. We, we, yeah, we invite this and all of that here again. What's in it for the United States of America? Uh, you're going to really tick off a lot of Cuban-Americans. Going back to the presidential thing for a moment, uh, and you were talking about them trying to minimize attacking one another, especially when you're going to have a full feel yep. like that in terms of the Republicans. Well, it's been also my experience, especially when I ran for Senate and when I was watching the Senate race here in Georgia, the closer you get to Election Day and the further behind a candidate is, they switch from throwing grenades to throwing, you know, big multi-purpose bombs on the other candidate. And then you are faced with trying to set the record straight. So now they're not going to declare any kind of truce. Nobody, they're not going to play nicey-nice. It's been my experience in two instances. So it's going to get worse, and that's just going to work to the disadvantage of the Republicans. Yeah, and, and it's hard, but you and I both know you try to set yourself apart from somebody else. Sometimes yep. it takes some sharp elbows to do that. Yes, it does. Thanks a lot, Jamie. All right, we'll see you from tomorrow here in Miami again. All righty. You're listening to the Herman Cain Show. When you're listening to Herman Cain, Herman Cain, you won't miss any breaking news, and you'll never miss out on a single solution for a better America. Herman Cain is on Coast to Coast. Coming up, rapid fire at 877-310-2100. What do you think?